0: This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the governor wants the media and the public to stop focusing all that attention on the huge spike in COVID cases over the past week.
1: We're hearing a lot of coverage focused on uh, the number of cases, um, and there were many more cases identified certainly in the last four days. Uh, Previous week was higher than the last, Um, but I think it's also important to provide some context and perspective in terms of what that actually means.
0: What it actually means is we've now had so many new cases that even the governor admits we have community spread of coronavirus. But he says it's not that bad because most of the new victims are young adults who are far less likely to die than seniors. Despite the surge of cases, the governor's refusing to impose any sort of statewide mandate for the use of masks in public, but he says local officials are free to do so, and they are. Ron DeSantis also says the state will get serious about cracking down on bars and restaurants that pack people in and refuse to honor capacity limits that are supposed to ensure social distancing. Florida's jobless rate is now 14.5%, the highest on record. There are also 1.4 million Floridians on the official unemployment list. On the plus side, the state added more than 180,000 jobs in May, although it might be more accurate to say those jobs were recovered, not really new. We'll also have your daily calendar of political events and check in with a Florida man who decided to show off his assault rifle without checking the chamber. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Monday, June 22nd. The state health department reported almost 3,500 new COVID cases Sunday, and Florida set a new record with almost 22,000 new cases in the past week alone. But Governor Ron DeSantis says the media should stop playing up the spike in cases and look at other stats that make the state look better, like the decline in fatalities.
1: We're hearing a lot of coverage focused on uh, the number of cases um, and there were many more cases identified certainly in the last four days. Uh, Previous week was higher than the last. Um, But I think it's also important to provide some context and perspective in terms of what that actually means. I knew from the beginning, and I said this in April when we were preparing to to do phase one, when you do mass testing, when you don't require uh, symptoms and that, you will find more cases. So we expected that, we expected to see more cases. I knew how that would be portrayed, uh, obviously, in terms of, oh my gosh, more cases, more cases. Um, We were obviously more looking at the mortality and morbidity um, one of the things that's interesting that, that you don't see, you know, much in terms of, of headlines is, um, you know, since the beginning of May, you know, we've had a, um, you know, very d- good downward trend in daily fatalities that are COVID related. Um, and that's something that I think is is, is important. Um, and that's been going on really now for seven weeks, uh, which is good.
0: It's true. The fatality rate has been going down. Just tell that to the family and friends, the 3,254 people who have died in Florida of COVID-19 so far including 230 of them in the past week. Doctors have been pleading with the governor to impose some sort of statewide mandate for the use of protective masks. They say it's the best way to stop the spread now that people are gathering in public again. But the governor says he will stay the course, which means DeSantis is only recommending you use one if you cannot stay at least six feet away from other people. And then it's only a suggestion. It is not an order.
1: We recommend that everyone follow the, the CDC guidance. So that's in there. Um, If you can't social distance, it's recommended to wear a facial covering, and then if you're in those face-to-face businesses, hairdresser, uh, some of the servers at the restaurants. So we have recommended that the whole time. Uh, I've not preempted locals from doing, uh, you know, what they think is right, but at the same time, um, you know, you have to enforce that. And you have to make a decision about what type of penalties you think are appropriate. I think statewide penalties uh, would be problematic for, for a whole host of reasons. And I think we just got to trust people that um, you know give them an the opportunity to do to, to do the good things, uh, take, make good decisions. Uh, I think that that tends to work better uh, than to mandate this, mandate that. Um, and so I think that that's but, but we've been very clear from the beginning of May on that. Um, you know, CDC obviously the the health. You know you know kind of intelligentsia they were saying don't do mass in February and early March and now they're saying you know it's pretty good so I think there's been a lot of mixed messaging from the public's perspective and so when they look at it and if you if you say you're going to be prosecuted if you don't wear a mask they're gonna say well geez they were telling me not to wear one in 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 March now they're saying to do it so I think that's part of the problem too but I think we, we've been sticking with that as being something that's prudent. I know uh, Mayor Jimenez has done that in Dade, and I think they've done it in Broward as well. And um, you know, we've we've supported local folks, uh, you know, taking those types of measures if they think it's appropriate. Now, um, you know, if you if you're not enforcing it once you go down that road, or you're enforcing it unevenly, or if we're kind of. Getting more police interactions with folks, whether that's the right thing we want to be doing at this point in our in our history, I don't know. But um, you know, I do know that we're going to trust people to make good decisions.
0: If you've been in a bar or restaurant lately, you've probably noticed that not everyone who works there is using a mask. The governor's order is only a recommendation, but it also limits the number of patrons dining inside. And DeSantis says the Department of Business and Professional Regulation, known as DBPR, will be enforcing those limits.
1: I mean, we haven't heard as much complaints about that, to be honest with you. I think most of the restaurants, you know, want to want to do a good job there. Of course, it's not in their interest to have anything um, happen. I think it, when that happens, that's not good for business. So I think that they've, by and large, been very careful. But uh, we have heard more about the capacity at some places. And when we first started this, when it was the middle middle of March, um, you know, some governors just went shut all the restaurants down, takeout only. You know, my I went initially to 50 percent because I was like, okay. Why do we want to put someone out of business? 50% is adequate separation, and I think it's low risk. And I think that's true, but what was happening was, I get calls, people say, you know, I'm doing this, this guy across the street, it's just packed. And so we're like, all right, well, you know, we're not gonna gonna police that. Um, So here, now that they were, had that period, had an opportunity now for seven weeks to be back up going, and um, you know we would just ask that they uh, that they follow that. There's a reason uh, why that's being done, and um, and you know look, we don't necessarily have. It's because of this or that in terms of some of the younger transmission, I think we're working through to try to see, you know, what would have happened particularly, you know, over the last three or so weeks. Um, what, what if anything has changed from where we've been over the last two months, but um, but I just think that, that sticking with the program is probably the best thing to do.
0: Since the start of the pandemic, Governor DeSantis has worked closely with the White House and has followed the Donald Trump playbook. Many of the people who want him to go further believe the governor's hands are tied by politics because he's unwilling to do anything that would antagonize the president. But DeSantis says his decisions are based on data, not politics.
1: It's not political. It's, you know, you're in a situation where the whole reason the mitigation was done was to flatten the curve so that the hospitals weren't overwhelmed. And we, you know, didn't 100 percent know what was going to happen. Uh, so as we took measures in March and um, in, in early April, by the time we got done at the end of April, I mean, it was clear we had massive space in the hospitals. It was clear that we were able to handle whatever came way and then since that time you've had a major testing infrastructure put in place you have the the ppe that uh, you know that logjam has been released so you have more ppe than than we had um, at that time you now have things like the remdesivir which are being used to treat patients we know i mean we have way, way fewer patients on ventilators today uh, than we did in in, in April. And so, and then obviously, you know, the daily fatalities have continued to trend down uh, irrespective of the cases. And so, um, I'm confident that the healthcare system will be able to handle. Obviously, doing some of these things, um, you know, can help uh, minimize the spread. Even if it's in a low risk group, we think that that's something that's important. Uh, But that mission of protecting the hospitals and not having them get overrun, uh, was something that uh, was important. Uh, we obviously were able to to accomplish that as this thing came through. Now we're dealing with with spread. you know, a lot of it is in the younger populations. Uh, so so we're going to deal with it, but, But um, I I think that the the system is is good. I think the tools there are stronger than they were before. So it just wouldn't be appropriate to take some of those actions given that we have uh, the hospital system in good shape.
0: So once again, it all gets back to something I've said repeatedly. The reopening of Florida does not mean you are safe. It means there is room for you in the intensive care unit if you come down with the disease. DeSantis says a majority of the new cases are healthy people in their 20s and 30s, and most of them aren't even showing symptoms. So he claims the spike in new cases is not as serious as it sounds.
1: We're seeing this trend younger. Uh, We'd much rather obviously have to deal with this than have it trend older, which is the vulnerable population. Uh, But we're seeing it uh, spread certainly in the 20s and 30s year olds, you know, faster uh, than we would like to see. Uh, So we really want to send a message of, uh, of doubling down on on what we've been preaching really since the start, but certainly since the start of phase one um, in terms of of the social distancing, some of the other things. I'll talk about the public health advisory that's reiterating some of the guidance. Um, One of the things though for Florida businesses you know florida's been very reasonable we've wanted to get people back to work um, in, a, in, a, in a safe way but we also understood you got to get people back to work um, and so you have certain uh, things whether it's a restaurant there's certain guidelines um, you know in terms of capacity uh, that's been in there and i think statewide people have done a fantastic job but you know you do hear reports about You know people just jam-packed in some of these places Uh, that is not uh, what we're looking to do we want to do it in a very measured way Um, you know let people be able to do some of these things Um, but DBPR you know is going to be enforcing that uh, because there's a reason why it was done that way it wasn't just pulled out of a hat it was done in a way to you know allow businesses to reopen allow people to be able to do some of these things, uh, but to do it in a way that minimizes risk. And when those uh, you know, very reasonable uh, guidelines are disobeyed, well, it, uh, it ends up uh, defeating some of the purpose of what we're trying to accomplish. So you know, I would just say most people are doing a great job, uh, but we really need everybody on board, particularly some of the places that are frequented by some of the younger people.
0: And while it's true that most young people have been spared from the worst of COVID-19, they are not invincible. The health department reported the first death of a Florida child with coronavirus Saturday. He was a 17-year-old from Pasco County. Florida's unemployment rate was up by seven-tenths of a percentage point in May. Now, if that had happened at any other time, state officials and business types would be literally losing their minds. But after the past three months, it was barely even noticed. Florida's official unemployment rate is now 14.5%, which is significantly higher than the national average of 13.3. There are 1.4 million Floridians out of work, out of a labor force of almost 10 million. The state did add 183,000 new jobs last month, but they weren't really new. These are jobs that vanished during the pandemic and then came back. Almost half of that increase was in the category of accommodations and food services. The governor is getting back to the business of, well, governing. Over the weekend, Ron DeSantis signed 21 bills approved during the 2020 legislative session. The school bus safety bill doubles financial penalties for motorists who don't stop when buses load and unload. The minimum penalty for motorists who fail to stop for a school bus would increase from 100 up to $200. And the minimum penalty for motorists who pass a stopped school bus on the side where the kids get in Well, that would double from $200 to $400. The governor also signed a bill to prevent the illegal hunting of black bears. Representative David Smith of Winter Springs is the House sponsor of the bear bill.
2: Bottom line, House Bill 327 puts bears on an equal level now with deer and turkey. It's hard to believe, but it's today, and when you can't hunt bears at all in the state of Florida, it's less of a criminal penalty to kill a bear than to take a turkey one day out of season. This bill just puts to them on an equal level with deer and turkey. I believe that uh, raising the fine from a maximum of $500 that, uh, and a one-year suspension, moving it to a level three violation, which is a minimum of a $750 fine and a three-year suspension is a measured and reasonable approach to protecting the wildlife here in the state of Florida. Uh, it has nothing to do with the legal Hunting of bears when a season is open. It has nothing to do if you accidentally hit a bear with your car. It has nothing to do if a bear comes in your yard and threatens your family and you defend yourself and your family. This deals with poaching and poaching only.
0: Bear hunting is not legal in Florida right now and hasn't been for several years. But bears are often killed by poachers for their gallbladders. The bile in those bladders can sell for a small fortune in Asian countries that use it in traditional folk medicines. Your calendar of events begins at 9 in the morning. That's when the nominating commission for the 3rd District Court of Appeal begins interviewing applicants for an opening created by the resignation of Judge Vance Salter. The South Florida Regional Planning Council meets online at 10. The Florida Talent Development Council meets at 10. Florida Congressman Ted Deutsch and other members of the House Democratic Caucus Task Force on Aging and Families are holding an online roundtable discussion about the impact of COVID-19 on nursing homes. That's at noon. Former U.S. Secretary of Defense Robert Gates speaks to the Forum Club of Palm Beaches during a virtual lunch event. That's at noon, too. The Florida Board of Osteopathic Medicine meets by conference call at 1. At 1.30, Leon County Circuit Judge John Cooper holds a hearing and a potential class-action lawsuit against the Florida Department of Economic Opportunity and Deloitte Consulting by people who've had difficulties getting unemployment benefits during the pandemic. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Jacksonville District is holding a press briefing about water management at Lake Okeechobee beginning at 2. The Polk State College Board of Trustees holds a budget workshop at 3, followed by a board meeting at 4. And finally today, it's time to check in with Florida Man, who is a big fan of the Second Amendment but still has not mastered the concept of a safety. A Florida man is charged with manslaughter after shooting his friend with an M4. That's a lightweight version of the M16 assault rifle used by the military. 26-year-old Sean Cook was visiting his friend, Shay Harkin, in Palm Harbor when Harkin decided to show off his gun. He told detectives he pointed the weapon at his friend as a joke, and Cook asked, What, are you going to shoot me? Harkin says he thought the gun was unloaded because the clip was empty, but there was a round in the chamber.